It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-host, Zach Libby. We're going to talk about the latest in the Aaron Scott recruitment and more. But before we do, I want to welcome you guys to this YouTube channel. If you're new, make sure to subscribe. If you've been watching, make sure to subscribe. Like this video as well. It helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. I think um, our YouTube channel has grown tremendously over the last year. Thanks to y'all's support. So keep spreading the word and keep uh, hitting those like buttons. And thanks to everybody that's joining tonight. We're going to get a little in-depth in the Aaron Scott recruitment. We're going to start there earlier today. Looks like he made it back home. Zach, what can you tell us about top 100 cornerback Aaron Scott out of Springfield, Ohio, after your trip into enemy territory today? Yeah, this is going to be a long breakdown, but I think this is, I mean, all of it is important. Um, like EJ said, I was in Ohio earlier today, just got back, um, four-hour drive there and back, no big deal. But, yeah, Aaron Scott and Springfield High were there to take part in the tournament, um, Glenville High and Finley High, uh, a couple of high schools Michigan fans are familiar with were there as well. But, yeah, this was the first time we got to see Aaron Scott – after the official visit, we've talked to him, but not seen him. Um, so this was a good opportunity just to recap everything more in depth um, from his June official visit to um, his communication with the coaching staff to his communication with the commits and really his, his unpreparedness when Charles Woodson tweeted at him twice. But yeah, June 16th was when he went on the OV. Um, he was one of 19, 19 attendees for that weekend. Um, all in all, it ended up being 15 commits, uh, two committed after the event. But right now, of the five uncommitted targets who went up there on June 16th, he's the final guy who is undecided, um, which has resulted in the commits really hitting him up every day. Um, I asked him what his communication is like with the commits. He said everything from video calls to text to sending to the commits, sending him just like that M lightning emoji on the Apple keyboard and 
Um, they've also played up um, a role for him, and that role is like a villain of sorts. Um, and that's something that Aaron Scott is, you know, uh, he hasn't shown disinterest in that really. He's they've they've mentioned him leaving his hometown of Springfield, which is about 45 minutes away from Columbus, um, playing for the arch rival. I mean, the Buckeyes have a, a really big presence in that Dayton suburban area. So he would be the villain, right? To go to Ann Arbor, spend his college career there and decide the Wolverines over the Buckeyes. Um, in terms of the coaching staff, I we've over the phone, Aaron and I have really gone in depth about Clinkscale and, he said the same thing about Steve as a potential mentor, someone who can put his arm around him um, during good times and bad times, but also be transparent um, when discussing ways to improve, develop, and stuff that he did wrong and how to do it right. Um, but this one was more important just to get how he felt about the other coaches, uh, especially defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. Uh, if throughout this official visit weekend when – sitting down with the defensive targets and the commits. Minter has been well-regarded in breaking down the X's and O's. He's he's a very smart mind, and I think both the commits, the targets, and their parents have been really impressed with what they've seen from Minter when sitting down with him. Minter, when being with Scott and his parents, they went over how his length, his mobility, his hip movement, um, footwork would be great on Michigan's defense. Um, Michigan plays a lot of press corner. Scott is arguably the best cornerback in press coverage in the 2024 class, hence why he's number four overall in the country by on three. So adding on with Minter's NFL background during his time with the Baltimore Ravens and just the success that he saw last year with Michigan, I think if Aaron Scott commits, uh, Jesse Minter is going to be a big reason on why he chose them. Um, another big um, moment for him during the official visit was being with Rod Moore, um, who was his player host. Rod Moore is actually native to Clayton, Ohio, which is about 40 minutes west of Springfield. Um, they never really knew each other in high school, Scott and Rod, because Rod was a senior when Aaron was a freshman. So that official visit was the first time that they got to connect personally outside of the football field. And Rod would share the stories about, you know, leaving Dayton to go up to Ann Arbor and how he's found success. And I think that really spoke to Aaron and same with Will Johnson. Will Johnson spent as much time with Aaron as did Rod. And Will actually said, like, if you come here to Aaron, he said, if you come here, you have the opportunity to start on the opposite side. And, you know, to, for an all American quarterback to say that, and Will who's projected as a top NFL draft pick in two years. I mean, I, I think that just wowed Aaron and, that's something that he's not looking past when going over his options. And then finally with Jim Harbaugh, you know, the head coach sat down with his parents um, and Scott for well over an hour. Um, his parents were very impressed with how Harbaugh presented himself and what he said during the meeting, you know, Harbaugh's a very relaxed guy in those official visits. Like there's not really much football being talked about um, when he's one-on-one -on -one with them, but uh, a big quote that Harbaugh said, um, that Aaron relayed on earlier today was Harbaugh said, why not be different, right? Why, why, why not choose Michigan? Why go against, go against the grain, you know, be different. And I think 
that's sort of the basis of this whole recruitment from Michigan, right? Like Michigan is basically saying, why not? Why not choose us? And for Harbaugh to say that, I think that spoke a lot. Um, and then let's just, let's just go back to Charles Woodson. Um, you know, the Heisman Trophy candidate has been pretty active on social media this summer um, when concerning Scott. Um, I think two week, less than two weeks after the official visit, Charles Woodson um, said – he posted two tweets, uh, and then the last one, his latest tweet, was him rocking the turnover bus. And I think they, I mean, they both communicated over, you know, DM or text. And Woodson has said, like, it's awesome to see Aaron be a part of that rivalry before ever stepping on the field, right? Because he's being pulled back and forth by those two teams. So I think when Charles Woodson speaks, you know, people listen, and I, and I know Aaron is listening. Um, but yeah. January, July 30th is still his commitment date. Uh, that will be the day of the barbecue. Um, he is, he told me, you know, quote, you know, he still hasn't decided on school yet, but he's inching closer to it. So that it's 12 days away. He's focusing on himself. He's not focusing on the outside forces, you know, like people going back and forth on social media. Like it's, it's a very, his circle is very tight knit when it comes to figuring out where he wants to go. And I think that's important for everyone involved. And I know that's going to help him in the process. But when you look at where Michigan stands, if they get Aaron Scott, I think it would be because everything that I mentioned previously, you know, from his relationship with the commits to Clinksdale to Minter to Harbaugh to his player relationships, I think, his fit on the defense, you know, I think if his heart feels that strongly about Michigan, I think that's where he chooses. However, I think it's a safe bet if Ohio State ends up coming up top, if he ends up committing today. Um, you know, certain reasons include, like, his close relationship with the other Ohio State commits, you know, like Bryce West or um, Demarion Witten or the Armstrong twins. Uh, another reason, Tim Walden, um, Ohio State assistant coach, has done a fantastic job with recruiting. Aaron Scott and his family, same with head coach Ryan Day. Um, the opportunity to be the hometown hero, like I said, be 45 minutes away from Columbus and stay home. Uh, that's another big pitch from the Buckeyes. So, I mean, I think I think he's still keeping his cards close to his chest. But, again, if Michigan wins out, it's every reason that I mentioned. It's just where he feels his best fit as emotionally and uh, schematically and just – where he sees himself fitting best. I think that's who ends up on top. Yeah, I still think this is a tough one to call. You know, obviously Zach was out there in person, boots on the ground, getting the, the latest information from Aaron Scott himself from checking in with, with sources on the Michigan side. They still feel like they do have a chance. Um, you know, I think optimism has gone down maybe from the fan base side of things. Uh, especially with all the predictions still in favor of Ohio State, the fact that he's making his commitment on his dad's birthday as opposed to July 4th, and, and the longer this has gone, the more it seems likely that he's going to make the safe pick uh, with his dad being an Ohio State fan and there being immense pressure uh, for him to go to Ohio State. So obviously it wouldn't be – very surprising to see him side with the Buckeyes. But I do think Michigan has done a really nice job here. I mean, Aaron Scott is on record saying that the scheme fit is probably better at Michigan, having that NFL-style scheme fit. And I think something that Zach mentioned 
um, that kind of moves the needle for me is just having Will Johnson really involved, knowing a guy that came in and started as a true freshman. Like the proof is there. So many schools can tell you, hey, come in and you can start as a true freshman. Well, Michigan has the proof. Will Johnson started as a true freshman and he didn't just start as a true freshman. He was extremely successful as a true freshman. So having Will Johnson around telling you, hey, you can start opposite of me, I think that does weigh something uh, with Aaron Scott. And I do think having Rod Moore, who has a deep hatred for Ohio State and is from the Dayton area and was kind of passed over by the Buckeyes, if you guys remember the Rod Moore recruitment, he wasn't very highly touted, definitely not as highly touted as Aaron Scott. You know, Rod was only a high three-star prospect, low four-star type range, and Never really got much interest from Ohio State. Obviously, he's become a stud at Michigan. And so Rod being that Dayton guy that can show development, Will being the proof guy that you can come in and start as a true freshman, and Michigan being honest and saying there is an open spot opposite of Will Johnson because there is. I mean, it's not like there's a true, true favorite uh, to start opposite of Will Johnson, obviously. You know, you've had a transfer come in. Jair Hill has flashed. Amarion Walker has some special athletic traits. Jaden McBurroughs is another name to know in that mix. But the opportunity would be there to come in and potentially compete for a starting job as a true freshman. So, yeah, I still think Michigan is in it right now. Um, you know, I have not put in a prediction in favor of the Wolverines or anything like that. You know, it again, I think Ohio State is – the safe pick if I had to pick a school today it would probably be Ohio State because it is the safest pick but I definitely think Michigan's still in this race and I don't think that Aaron has informed staffs of his decision it's pretty obvious he hasn't informed Michigan but I also think he's being honest and I don't think he's informed Ohio State either so we'll see if uh, anything else shakes out here in the next week, but I think this is going to come down to the wire as far as maybe knowing beforehand which way he's leaning. I think uh, Scott has done a great job of playing things really close to the vest and keeping, you know, guys like us guessing, keeping the fan paces guessing. So, yeah, I, I agree with uh, a lot of Michigan fans in the sense that, yeah, Ohio State's probably the safe pick. But again, I, I still feel like Michigan as a as a shot here they're certainly not out of the race uh zach an important question did you get skyline chili i left mansfield which is central ohio at like 315 and i got back to this house at 658 so no i sacrificed my <laughs> skyline chili job for the betterment of this job so um i hope everyone is you know gives me the credit where it's due <laughs> um well, I, I will give you credit. I will say <laughs> I was driving earlier today and, you know, obviously I don't have Skyline Chili around, but I was driving earlier today and my wife was like, I'm hungry, pull over at the first thing that you see to get a snack. And that was a McDonald's on the corner. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had a McFlurry in like 15 years and the ice cream machines are always broken. And I'm like, hey, man, your ice cream machine working? And when he said yes, I was like the most shocked ever. So I was extremely happy with my McFlurry. I feel like I was as happy as Michigan fans would be landing Aaron Scott hearing the words, the ice cream machine is working. 
Uh, but before we move on to the uh, next topic, we do have a message from one of our sponsors, Lewis Jewelers. We want to take a moment to shout out the sponsor of our Tuesday night recruiting show and a longtime partner of the Wolverine and Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Have you taken care of that special woman in your life yet? If the answer is no, the great news is Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors, finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and take care of the wise mothers and grandmothers in your life. If you don't have any women in your life and you're solo dolo, then uh, cop that dog tag or any other jewelry over at lewisjewelers.com. It's uh, your diamond store and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor. If you don't live in Ann Arbor, you can go to lewisjewelers.com. That's where that's lewisjewelers.com, where Ann Arbor and the world gets engaged. All right, so let's go ahead and head into our next top, next topic, which is wide receiver recruiting. Actually, before we do that, um, quick reminder, guys. This is the Super Chat Show, so we are not answering any questions in the chat box. Um, if you do want to get a question in on tonight's show, hit that Super Chat button. It's the little square with the dollar sign. That money goes directly to our travel budget. So we can't go out and see guys like Aaron Scott and, and hit the road this football season. So any Super Chats would go directly to our travel budget. Would it? Who was Miss Foul on Jimmy Jimmy Neutron? EJ reminds me of Mrs. <laughs> from Jimmy Neutron. Who who was that? I mean, I watched that's, Jimmy Neutron, but I don't remember. That's foul. That's no pun intended. That is foul. That's mean. <laughs> I mean okay. that that's that's, that's to, mean. That's mean. That's mean. I'm gonna have to look up who Miss Foul is. <laughs> oh, that's that's mean. Oh yes. <laughs> Thanks to our producer Megan for pulling that. <laughs> great great producer work back there. And thank you to uh, Seth Floyd. Look, all comments are great comments. I love everybody. And uh, I, I never block anybody. I always reply to everybody. Such a nice guy. I would never be as mean as Mrs. Fowl. Um, <laughs> let's go on to wide receiver recruiting. And as Victor Rodriguez points out, doggone it, EJ, you were right about Jordan Ship. I hate it, but I've got to give you your props with him and UNC. Yes four-star, I'm sorry, three-star wide receiver Jordan Ship off the board committing to North Carolina over the weekend. If you follow this show, I've been saying for like a month that I was scared to death of North Carolina. If you're a subscriber to the Wolverine, you shouldn't be surprised because I gave you all a big hint that it was going to be North Carolina even after there were positive reports uh, out there elsewhere. So, yeah, Jordan Ship off to North Carolina. Look, this is a, a tough L, man. Like, it's a straight-up loss. Michigan invested a lot of resources in recruiting Jordan Ship. They got him on campus multiple times throughout the offseason, including twice in June for his OV in early June and then for a UV uh, for Victor's weekend. So, yeah, it was a, a really tough loss for Ron Bellamy and company. Uh, but as uh, – Ollie Dole points out, I wanted Chip, but give me Wingo. So we'll talk about Ryan Wingo here in a second, but just wanted to cover our bases here with Jordan Ship. Again, it was a really tough loss for Michigan. I think they were already kind of penciling him in 
the class, even though, you know, I didn't really share the optimism. There was a lot of optimism coming out of Ann Arbor, but uh, North Carolina gets the win. Jordan Ship elects to stay closer to home. So Michigan has two wide receiver commits right now, Omarion Stewart and Channing Goodwin. Both of those guys are more slot type receivers. Michigan still wants a bigger body type, a true outside wide out. And I think Amarion can flex out if needed, but they really want that bigger body guy. And so at the very top of the board is obviously Ryan Wingo, five-star wide receiver out of St. Louis University High. Um, Wingo made an OV to Michigan in June, and people didn't really get excited. I think everybody's kind of tempering expectations with Ryan Wingo, uh, him being a five-star wide receiver in the NIL era. But I'll throw it over to you, Zach. You've been out to St. Louis. You've interacted with Ryan Wingo before. And, and you see Texas is considered the leader here. Uh, but that leader switched a few times. It went from Notre Dame to Georgia, now to Texas, and he's not making a decision until December. So pose the question to you. Do you think Michigan actually has a shot with Ryan Wingo? They have a shot, a small shot, but they have a shot because of his plans to – commit and sign on the early signing period so late december so that gives michigan five one two five five months to continue contact um make the in-home visit and weeks before i mean a couple weeks before his decision and then bring him in for a game um you know there's when i ever think every time i think about ryan wingo right like i always go back to one of your articles that you did in like October after the Michigan State game, which was his most previous unofficial visit. Um, I, I'm going to, you know, mess up the quote here, but he basically said, like, you know, they say, you know, people tell him, like, Michigan doesn't pass the ball. It's a run-heavy team. Um, but he's sort of basically, I think he told you basically, like, if you if he gets in there and Ryan makes an impact, like, passes are going to get thrown to him. Like, he's going to be a regular contributor annually because of his size, his freakish athleticism, and just who he is mentally. Like, he's just a methodical, chill individual. But, I mean, Michigan, it goes – my thought always goes back to that quote because during spring camp, Michigan was very adamant to recruits, you know, skilled position recruits or quarterbacks that they're going to open up the passing game this season under J.J. So, to physically show him – what Michigan can do offensively as a first, you know, as a um, two component offense, as opposed to just strictly run the ball. Like you bring them in for a game, you show them what they can do in that offense. Um, you know, there's going to be a couple of key games outside of Ohio state that, you know, are going to probably going to be really big weekends. And, you know, I, I if he's going to wait that long, I, I don't, there's, there has to be the expectation that he comes back unofficially. Um, a good game for him to go to would obviously be when Jane Davis, the Michigan's 24, 20, 2024 quarterback, comes back. Um, I know they've been talking over the phone. J, uh, JD has been recruiting him, you know, uh, pitching, you know, that tandem. Uh, I think having them together and just visualizing what they can do on the field together would be really good for Michigan. Um, I think bringing him in 
at a game where potentially Fred Moore is a big, um, you know, has a big impact in a specific game because Fred Moore goes to school, went to a high school that's like five miles um, from St. Louis University. Uh, Fred Moore was actually Ryan Ringo's uh, official visit host on that June 9th weekend. So um, seeing him and what Fred Moore has done in fall camp and spring camp and how that's transitioned to the field in the fall would be great for uh, Ringo to, you know, uh, see what he can do. But, yeah, I mean, Texas is really big. Um, Missouri is keeping him, trying to keep him home. Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Texas A&M's in the picture. Same with Miami. Um, I can imagine him taking more official visits in the fall um, because of that new rule. But, yeah, I mean, Bellamy has done everything that he could do. Uh, Ron Bellamy, the wide receivers coach, he has really made a relationship to where they can talk beyond football. Um, Bellamy has made a – has – built a really big respect level for himself in St. Louis. And this is a city where a lot of raw speed comes out of it. I mean, Jameson Williams, Zika Elliott, Luther Burden, um, Hassan Hassan Haskins, right? So um, it's a really important area for both the Big Ten and the SEC. So if you can grab a guy like Wingo, who could be the best player to come out of that city in decades – even despite the players that I just mentioned, right? Like that's going to be so huge for Michigan um, considering how many guys they go after, not just in St. Louis, but in Kansas city as well. So that's an important state to recruit. So if you can keep on him and potentially win out, um, potentially cause an upset, right? Like that's, that's just going to be huge for Michigan on the trail. So yeah, all in all, like I said, bring it back for a game, keep the communication up, um, let them commits keep doing their thing. And um, I think this might potentially, it could potentially go from long shot to chance. I will have a full Intel piece on Michigan and its pursuit of Ryan Wingo over at the Wolverine.com tomorrow. If you're not a subscriber, you can subscribe today for $99.99 for a year or $9.99 for a month. But I will give you a quick rundown. Actually, I will build Michigan fans up and then tear them down. <laughs> um, look, it's an outside shot, obviously, as Zach mentioned, a very outside shot. But Wingo visited twice last year, including for that win over Michigan State. He liked Michigan enough, even seeing the offense being run heavy and not necessarily having a lot of explosive pass plays in that MSU game, to come back for an OV. If Wingo just cared about NIL schools and wanting to go to the most pass-happy offense possible, he wouldn't have returned to Michigan for a He does have a strong relationship with Ron Bellamy. He does have a great relationship with some of the guys on the team already, like Frederick Moore, who Zach mentioned. He does have a friendship with Jaden Davis. And he is a fan of J.J. McCarthy. He likes the way J.J. slings it around and Obviously, he wouldn't play with J.J. if uh, if J.J. leaves after this year. But I think the opportunity is there for the offense to open up a bit this season, and thus that would impress Wingo and get him more interested. He's also taking it to December. So Michigan's going to win on the field. They're going to impress him uh, with just straight-up Ws. But... And on top of that, you know, the, like I mentioned earlier, the leader has changed so many times. You, you went from Notre Dame to Georgia to Texas, and it's only July, and this recruitment's going into December. So it wouldn't be surprising to see 
another school take command of this recruitment. With all of that said, I still think NIL is going to be a factor. If you look at schools that Wingo is looking to visit in the fall, he's mentioned three. Uh, and those three are Miami, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. And what do those three schools have in common? They also spent some time at McDonald's earlier today. So, yeah, I mean, if you're visiting those three, it's just nature of the beast, man. Look, and that's not an assassination on Ryan Wingo's character. It's simply market value. If you're a five-star player at a premium position, you're going to have some NIL schools come calling. And it's tough to pass up something up front than looking at the future. And so Michigan has taken baby steps to improve its NIL program. It's never going to be a pay-for-play school like those three uh, you know, are rumored to be. I don't want to throw out accusations at poor Tennessee. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're Michigan, I mean, the best you can do is pre- make that empower presentation um, as solid as possible, continue to impress him with the offense and straight up wins, continue to have Jaden Davis, who hasn't exactly been a super vocal recruiter really, really get in his ear, but uh, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, you know, a five-star running back maybe, but a five-star wide receiver, I think it's going to be tough for Michigan to pull. Hey, but, you know, Michigan's got him on campus multiple times. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back for a game in the big house. You just continue to recruit him until he tells you no, that's the best you can do. But aside from Ryan Wingo, I think that Michigan's going to continue to evaluate guys this fall, look for potential late risers as seniors, you could circle back to guys like uh, James Madison or Makai White or someone of that nature, but I think some more names will pop up as seniors. And of course, yeah, you know, uh, Gatlin Bear is uh, is considering Michigan, and and that's another big name. But remember, Gatlin Bear is going on a mission. That means he is technically a 2026 recruit. He would be out of the picture for two years and he wouldn't even count against the numbers in the class. So when we're talking about pure 2024 wide receivers, you know, Gatlin bears obviously at the very top of the board as well and much more realistic than Ryan Wingo. But you know, that's, that's two years removed right now. The actual 2024 wide receiver board is Ryan Wingo. So shooting for the stars with Ryan Wingo and looking at potential guys that, have breakout senior season. So yeah, it's going to be tough to land Wingo. Um, I, I still think they have a good chance with Gatlin Barron. I'm sure we'll talk more about him in coming weeks as he is expected to make a decision in August. All right, let's end the show guys with Michigan's newest commit. So the Wolverines did dominate our producer, Megan's alma mater. They beat out Nebraska for four star edge. Jacob Smith, Zach, your quick takeaways on Jacob Smith committing to Michigan. I think playing with his brother, uh, four-star defensive lineman, Gerard Smith, um, being in a system that is set to compete for a national championship as opposed to rebuilding under a new coaching staff in Nebraska, um, as well as his relationships with both Mike Elston, 
Jesse Minter and pass rush specialist Dylan Roney. And one more thing about Mike Elston. Um, he has done a great job with Connecticut in that boarding school air in that boarding school league. Um, you know, it's, it's has reminiscence of Don Brown, but Mike Elston is again, one of the most respected, I think coaches in that area. And I think I know you've seen that firsthand. So I think it's just a big win for Elston. And I think it's makes a lot of sense considering, um, you know, he gets to be with his brother for another four years. I really like Jacob, man. He, in my opinion, is one of the higher end pass rushers this cycle. I know on three isn't very high on him. On three is the only one of the four major recruiting services that has him ranked as a three star. But a lot of services are high on him. I've had a chance to see him twice this offseason. And he's just really well built in both his upper and lower halves. He dominated camp performances, including that Under Armour camp right there in New Jersey. The way he bends is fantastic, man. He's so flexible. The way he dips and gets under tackles in one-on-ones was super, super impressive to watch in a camp setting. I'm really excited to go out there and watch him in-game. And, yeah, I think this is a, you know another premier pass rusher. I think Jacob have a fantastic career at Michigan. It's great to see the Twins sticking together. I've really enjoyed getting to know both Gerard and Jacob. I think they fit the culture well. I think they're going to play separate roles in Michigan's defense. And I think they're going to be really, really good. Uh, and, and Michigan fans are going to be happy that the Twins decided to stay together and play in Ann Arbor. But I, I'm high on Jacob Smith, man. I think he's uh, a great, great addition to this class. Um, and it was a, a really nice win. I mean, he had some big offers really early in the process. Obviously, you know, some things kind of slowed down on that end. But I think Michigan just did a fantastic job recruiting him. Zach mentioned Dylan Roney, who's become an invaluable member of the staff on the recruiting trail. Mike Elston's very well-connected at those Connecticut boarding schools. And Jesse Mincher was out there in Connecticut uh, at the same time I was watching Jacob Smith and all those guys did a really great job. And I think uh, even when there was a little bit of doubt when he didn't make a commitment on that official visit in June, Michigan took the right approach because they connected so well with Jacob Smith. They knew how to do it. They kind of told him, hey, you have your spot at Michigan. You commit on your own time. And I think it was important for Jacob to make his own decision and not just go to Michigan because Gerard was committed to Michigan. And I think he, you know, finally came to the conclusion that, yeah, Michigan is a better option for me than Nebraska. And I do want to be a part of this. And it's just a bonus that I get to play with Gerard. And uh, obviously you had that whole, snafu with 24 <laughs> 7 and the de the fake delay of the decision and that added some suspense i'm glad jacob was able to commit and surprise some people if you listen to the show last week i said don't be surprised that jacob still does it anyway but i do think that it did surprise some people that he just said you know what screw 24 7 for blowing up my decision I'm just going to make my edit with Hayes Fawcett and drop it at noon on this day anyway. So kudos to Jacob. We do have a super chat from Seth Floyd, and he says, 
Sorry about earlier, EJ. Here's five bucks. Love what you guys do. Let's hope for a natty. Uh, well, thank you, Seth. I, I appreciate you coming back with a super chat. It's all right, man. I, I can take the heat. I, I need our producer, Megan, to uh, put together an EJ Reads Mean Tweets segment because I have a lot. I actually did it. At, my wife had like a little gathering, and I was like, I'll read these mean tweets. <laughs> and, and everybody enjoyed it. So I'm sure Michigan fans would uh, very much enjoy me reading mean tweets. Uh, so, Seth, no no offense taken, man. Appreciate you guys joining the show. I appreciate everybody joining the show. Like I said, I love all. I love Notre Dame fans. I love Michigan State fans. I love anybody and everybody. <laughs> I, I'm just a lover of the world. I love the people that fix the McDonald's ice cream machine. Um, and I, I'm especially, uh, grateful for you guys. Oh, I, I don't love Sam Webb. So, uh, he, he's probably the only one I don't love. So unfortunately, but, but I, but I still love him deep down. Um, anyway, <laughs> this has gone on for too long. And if you love somebody, make sure to shop at Lewis Jewelers. <laughs> what an ad, what an ad placement. <laughs> What an ad placement. Get that special get person in get your that life. Dame fan an engagement ring. Get that. <laughs> if you do love somebody, come back and, and go to lewisjewelers.com. Get them some jewelry. Uh, doesn't matter who it is. But, uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for joining. I'll be back tomorrow for the regular show where you guys can ask me any questions. Zach is done for the week, but he will have – uh, more Aaron Scott content over at thewolverine.com. So if you're not a subscriber, subscribe today for $99.99 for a year or $9.99 for uh, a month. So thanks, guys. Like and subscribe. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.